and um, yeah, suddenly I was on TV thinking I was talking about my blog and um, that they made it actually about my whole personal development journey, which, which started with my struggle around sex in, in that I, I struggled to orgasm. And um, so I thought I was going on to talk about my blog and then I, I turned up and we were watching live, waiting for sort of to be introduced onto the show and um, Eamon Holmes, who was presenting this morning at that time, said, uh, and today's show, we've got Joe Bloggs talking about fishing or whatever it was, and then we've got Ben Bidwell, the man who can't orgasm. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what a shock. My, my my Sorry, mom. what? My mum. And then, <laughs> yeah. action. Uh, yeah, Ben, you're on? Uh, uh, okay, is this what I'm talking about? I was thinking, the first, I just remember the first reaction right there and then was my mum and dad are watching this, and my auntie and uncle are watching oh this. They have no God. idea. My mum actually knew, I told my mum, but yeah. my dad's, and I was just like, oh my God. But then, that is brutal to throw that on you and just to literally throw in front of the camera. So, I, yeah, I, I had to coach myself at that point. You know, I had to be like, look, you know, you're, this is happening. You're gonna do it. So <laughs> oh, it's happening. Walk, yeah. <laughs> so just like forget all the stories, forget all the conversation in your head. Just be present right here, right now. And what's going on in reality when we strip it all back is you're gonna go sit on a sofa upstairs with two people who are gonna ask you about something that's true in yeah. your life. So let's just have a chat about it. Authenticity. Authenticity. And so, you know, I remember just walking in and really like literally coaching myself and walking out just going ignore the cameras just be present let's just go and have a conversation we're just going to have a nice chat on the sofa mm. really that and not looking or not trying to engage in anything else going on and then just sat down said hello to Eamon and Ruth and, and we just had a chat and it was a bit awkward about what they wanted to talk about but yeah. it wasn't at the same time it was mm. just my truth just share it oh, welcome to the podcast with your host Laura <coughs> Sorry, something in my throat. Oh, that's better. Yes, welcome to my podcast, Walk with Lawrence, the podcast where I walk and talk with some wonderful human beings. Some of them will be my friends. Some of them will be people I've just met. Either way, it's going to be a scrumptiously delightful conversation that I hope you get a lot from. I hope you have some laughs. I hope you have some tears. A whole range of emotions. Either way, I hope you enjoy it. And I love you very much. And thank you very much. Here's the podcast. So the way this works is that I have um an intro that i've already pre-written this has been um Oof. you know i've gone into a lot of effort to plan and curate this intro to fit you oh. um after that i will expect a little bit of a bounce back in Oof. terms of interaction and maybe Cheeky. you can say a few things Cheeky. and then after that i will actually go into question mode or ask a number of questions okay. and feel free to give me some answers Whoa. to those questions I bloody will, um, there are a few themes that I've put here mm. um, just to give us a bit of structure but mm. feel free to go off piste at any time okay. you so choose okay Lovely. Lovely. okay ready 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 <clears throat> thank you this week's guest is part friend part personal mindfulness guru and part naturist. He shot to Instagram fame by abusing the platform visually... Oh, fuck, can I do this all again? Yeah, yeah. of course. This week's guest is part friend, part personal mindfulness guru and part naturist. He shot to Instagram fame by abusing the platform's visually enticing nature by posting photos of himself, but naked. A very, very shallow <laughs> act. 
As much as we all enjoyed studying those images for hours on end, they were, of course, simply a metaphor for a deeper message, a message that involves stripping back the mask of masculinity and bearing all, i.e. your soul, not just your plums. This important message continues to build momentum and has led this man to co-host a leading podcast of his own, brimming with actual real-life celeb guests such as Davina McCall, Boris Johnson and soon Lawrence Price. <laughs> I am, of course, talking about the naked Professor Aka Ben Bidwell. Now, Ben, before you start commenting, um, would you like to fact correct any of that? Yes. Loads. <laughs> Which bits? <laughs> Rewrite the whole... No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not naturist. You know this already. <laughs> you know if there's a little button to push on me. Oh, yes. It's called, it's called me naturist, but I do understand what I do. Within the first really. sentence, yeah, I pushed a right button. In there. I was like, can I interrupt? Can I interrupt? <laughs> <laughs> um, I understand. I, you know, I've, 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 dis- I've displayed behaviour that would suggest I'm a naturist. So. Okay, so the first fact, yeah, correction, yeah. Ben is not a naturist. Yeah. He, he does, however, and has abused the visual platform of Instagram by posting pictures of himself naked, which is different to being a naturist. So is that, is that right? Yeah, I go with that, yeah. Yep. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I have to accept that, don't I? Well, they're abused, you know, you just got to operate in the guidelines, Lawrence, you know? And play, I, the, play the game. But actually, you haven't posted a naked picture for a little while, have you? Not really. Why not? Um, because I want to be more about my message than naked pictures. You see how I nice. set this up on a plate for you to tell everyone. <laughs> why you've stopped posting naked photos. Thank you. You're kind, aren't you? So please. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, the nakedness will always play a role because it, it is very much an expression of what I'm about. I do want to expose myself. I do want to bear my soul. Pervert. Um, yeah, yeah, pervert. <coughs> Actually, no, that's not pervert. It's the opposite of the pervert. Yeah, you're the pervert for looking at me. Yeah, I'm the pervert. Yeah, you're yeah, the... I'm just you're the, the entertainment. The ex- exhibitionist. Exhibitionist. And yeah. I'm the pervert. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Zooming in. I'm oh, happy God. with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I deserve everything he said. But also, I mean, I wish we had, but we haven't done a podcast with Boris Johnson, sadly. Oh, so I knew. You slipped that in. Yeah, I'm I happy. knew. I was like, oh, maybe we just claim it anyway. I knew there was a few non facts in there. Yeah. Actually, well, looking, I'm really looking honest. through my notes here, and I think yeah. half of it is made up. Nonsense. Actually. Half yeah. of my questions yeah. to you are I've got to be honest, untruths. Doesn't surprise me, to be honest. <laughs> Is there actually some factual correction in that? Correct? Well, no, not in this no. particular episode. No, no, no. no, no. Okay. I'm glad you've pre-warned everyone. <laughs> All right then, mate. So, listen, like we're good buddies. We can talk openly about many things and we often do. The only difference is this time we are recording it and it's going out to my millions or billions of listeners across the universe. Um, so I only mentioned uh, your podcast in the intro to this. Um I kind of gave up because you have so much going on. I know that recently you've got a hundred men to get butt naked and lie in ice baths together. Yes. So what was all that about? Butt naked though. What We're was still about? pulling up on incorrect facts. Oh, sorry. Was that another untrue? Okay. So take over the whole thing. Uh, fake news. Fake news. Can you? Okay. Well, what happened then? We did. We well, people wore swimming trunks to go in the ice bath. Basically naked. Yeah, almost naked. So, you got, um, so you... we got. Yeah, we got. I, I did some. I did. A, I did a, an event with the breath guy. Um, he's amazing. It's Richie Bostock. Richie Bostock, and um, yeah, and and with with two um, Wim Hof 
facilitators. Wim Hof is the bre- is the ice man, so he it's all about getting cold and extreme, pushing yourself into extreme circumstances. Anyway, so we got men to go to an ice bath. I did a talk on vulnerability and sort of trying to loosen the men up and kind of talk a bit more openly and a bit more emotionally and you know share some 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 truths about myself and um, and what men are about in my opinion. And then um, Richie kind of did this magic breathing that kind of brought the whole event together and we had laughter and we had tears and we had men sharing and we just had loads of emotion and loads of connection and it was really unique and I think a lot of the men at the end said you teased us here or you enticed us here with with ice and kind of bravado and macho men and actually what we're leaving with quite cleverly is vulnerability and connection and that was really powerful and thank you so that's what so that's what the event was about this link that you talk a lot about with regards vulnerability and masculinity Mm. um and the event i mean it's a very popular event and didn't it kind of didn't everyone kind of it sold out within a day or two or something like that there's, there's an appetite for this fake news or what yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I love if it did sell out in a day or two not quite it wasn't did it sell thir- out like, we did it, oversubscribe it did. wasn't it 30 minutes on ticket line yeah yeah thousands yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony Joshua's boxing I'm trying to get to the I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you're there's what, what you're it talking well. about your message or there's an appetite for it yeah yeah, yeah. so it seems, and to, this is the frustrating bit, is there's such an appetite, I believe, when the men made the effort to actually come along and they're a bit nervous and they're probably thinking, could stay at home and watch the footy this afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon, or I could go and do this thing that I don't really know much about, talk about vulnerability and get a nice bath, mm, don't really fancy it, but actually when they turned up and they showed up and they went through the experience, like so many men, that I've never had a reaction from it, the amount of messages and... Um, yeah and, and well just responses I've had from people saying that just really really touched me and really no. impacted me and thank you I just I, again I think within the early throes of it but I think something really interesting is happening here um, the changes of attitude towards masculinity and the fact that 100 geezers were prepared to turn up and put themselves out there like that uh, I, I just think it's incredible there's just something very very interesting happening there um, so mas- masculinity Ben mm. So how do you think people think masculinity is traditionally defined? Um, How's masculinity traditionally defined? Well, I think, you know, men put themselves forward or think their natural energy is to be like a leader, to be strong, to be kind of the, the, the kind of the glue of the family, to be the sort of physically impressive mm. um, specimen, um, to, to kind of be the alpha, to be the leader of the room and the outgoing one, all that kind of energy traditionally mm. is kind of what what I think men like to think is masculinity and who they think they should be. Is that a kind of aggressive energy? I guess it can be in extreme. Yeah. If you really embody it, you might use aggression or, or, or adopt it aggressively. It's a kind of dominant yeah. energy, yeah? Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's the masculine energy, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, first correct thing you said all. Um, <laughs> um, okay, interesting. Very, very interesting. So that's the traditional. I would um, say so, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like the question, I was like, how do you think most people might, you know, think masculinity is traditionally defined? I think breadwinner. again, Probably I think it's a big one. I missed out. What's that? Breadwinner. Yeah, breadwinner. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. So, toxic masculinity. Yeah, so I think toxic masculinity for me is is sort of the over-adoption of all of that stuff. So um, doing it at the expense of other human instincts. 
So we have, I think we have natural human instincts within all of us um, that are to be kind, compassionate, to love, mm. to be empathetic, to connect with people deeply, to, to all the kind of, you know, more sort of feminine energy, naturally. Um, and I think the toxic element from masculinity comes in when we go all in on leadership, bravado, strength, all that kind of stuff. And we forget as a result of the basic human things that we've got underneath because we don't want to be perceived at all of those things. We want just the masculine energy. So you lose that respect for the others because you're overbearing, overdominant with those yeah. extreme and you, um, yeah, behaviours. So, and you yeah. overly embody it. And then I, I, for me, the, the, to- the toxic part is really interesting because I think it's perceived as toxic to other people that you know it's not it's not necessarily a helpful attitude to be around and that it can be you know done in extremes you know there's sexism um men overexerting themselves in in overly aggressive ways yeah um all these issues that come from it but i think for me the main thing with it actually that's that's harsh to say but equally important is the toxicity it creates inside of you yeah yeah. an individual yeah and that energy of denying empathy love kindness creativity purpose all these things inside of you that yeah um, kindness is such a big thing if we deny that then we have toxic energy inside of us mm. that, and that doesn't sit it's, it's what we crave it's what our heart and soul craves us to be and if we don't acknowledge it and we don't feel it and we don't represent it then there's going to be an emptiness or a, or a feeling of stuck or anxious or depressed or mm. not quite yourself so the negative fallout of toxic masculinity is not just uh, with who it's um, projected upon, it's from the projectee as well because they are missing out in the full scope of human or male experience, emotional experience in this case as well. So the work can be done with both sides. Definitely. And I think just really quickly on that, to sum it up, I think what, what that represents is, you know, if, if you live in, in toxic behaviours, you might tick a lot of boxic, boxes according to society and, and, and everything looks good and shiny and you're like, yeah, you're the alpha man. But how does it feel on the inside? Yeah, is what is what I'm asking. Is is what about you as the individual? How does it feel? And actually denying so much of what actually is is, is inside of you. It's, I think it's caused a lot of confusion. The term toxic masculinity. It's something that's only just really a term that's been popularized recently. Mm. Um and yeah, there's been a lot of confusion over what it means. And I've certainly been on a journey to try and dig deep into the meaning of it and to figure it all out. Um, I mean, when's the first time that you heard the term toxic masculinity recently you know you're right like last couple of years i never heard of it before i don't know where it how long it's been around for if i'm totally honest i don't know but yeah it's come to life hasn't it should we tell the embarrassing story about the first time i heard it of course (laughs) (laughs) which i mean what a time what a time to learn quite an important term um on live national radio <laughs> so it's actually it's actually exactly a year ago um to this week that you and i posted a photo of the two of us um naked again referring to our uh, to your um, instagram um the two of us naked in a boxing ring um facing each other and again the post was uh to talk about an instagram live that we were going to do in which we were going to talk about masculinity um principally uh, stripping back the mask of masculinity and bearing all, mm. um, which is what I had in my mind in, at the time in terms of a theme for talking about masculinity. Um, but off the back of that post, we were invited onto uh, talk radio yeah. to talk about masculinity. So next thing I know, we are up. Was it? It was a weekend. Was it a Friday or it was Saturday? Saturday night. Saturday it? night. 
very rock and roll and we were up in this um uh radio studio yeah. we call it in the center of town yeah. i was all ready to talk about stripping back the mask of masculinity masculinity 2.0 and so on and they look over to me and they ask for my opinion on toxic masculinity <laughs> and i remember that feeling of what on earth was that comment what what is what is that um, and i remember looking down and literally just pushing the microphone towards ben's mouth who was sat next to me <laughs> And there were, um, there were a number of other kind of interviewees, if you like, hosts of the radio show in the room. And that very moment I realised uh, I was out of my depth and I had no idea what we were talking to the nation about. And I should have just admitted that. I should have said, oh, um, I have to say, I've never heard of that term before. What is it? And then that could have initiated the conversation and it could have been a sort of on-the-spot education to me. And that would have been... That's vulnerability. That would have been vulnerability. Mm. And... A year later, I think that's how I would have behaved. Whereas at the time, I went into self-protective mode. My heart was beating my chest because I was panicking. And I was just like hiding. I pushed the mic to Ben, who handled the question very well. But from that day forward, that whole experience initiated a learning curve for me. And a consideration of traditional masculinity, toxic masculinity and masculinity 2.0. Because up until that point, I just thought of masculinity being one thing. Mm. Yeah, totally. It was, it was, um, but you did well though. It was great. It was, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't realize you, did, you had no idea until we got out after and you're like, what, Ben, what is toxic masculinity? What is? And I was like, get on Google. <laughs> and just, I was like, oh, okay. You've been on the radio to Men at Live. How I know, I don't, I've been hiding in some bubble where I don't really, yeah, because I mean, it's such a big top, a topic that affects so many people. I was embarrassed because it's a huge, um, now I know and I understand and I know what toxic masculinity refers to. Mm. And I know it's impacted so many people, so many establishments, so many cultures over the centuries. Um, then I can form an opinion on it. But it's very hard having a question like that thrown at you in the heat of the moment and being asked to have an opinion on it, you know, in live national radio. So, yeah, it was a big learning curve for me. I, do you know what? I, a huge part of that, though, for me is, is real liberation and, and, and I think real authenticity really comes from just owning the fact that we aren't perfect and sometimes we don't understand some things and sometimes, yeah. you know, we risk looking like a fool. Mm. Um, that is authenticity. Uh, it's it's choosing, you know, Brené Brown says choosing distance. Actually, don't I can't remember what she says, but it's basically it's often being authentic is choosing discomfort. Yeah. In that moment, it's easy for you to just pass the microphone over to me. Yeah. The real authentic thing would be like, do you know what? I you know I did this thing with Ben. I had this conversation, and we we talked about masculinity, but I've never actually heard the phrase toxic masculinity. Of course. Perhaps you know I'm 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 naive around this area, but I'd I'd love to talk about it and yeah. hear what it is more. No one, I don't think, really judges you for that. They think, wow, that fair play to him. He owns it. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Um. And I wish I'd, again, in hindsight, looking back, it takes, I, that's exactly how I should have reacted. But it's hard. In yeah. that moment, I, our ego is desperate to keep us safe. And it's like, oh, yeah. avoid, avoid, like, oh, yes. you know, abort. <laughs> exactly. Abort, pressing the button, yeah. let me out the room. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. I get it. And that, this is, I think, you know, a lot of the work that I try and do is learning and trying to help others coach themselves into being more vulnerable in a space where they own, they sit in, in an mm. honest space. And when something like that comes up, they're, they're like, uh, a bit awkward and a bit embarrassing but mm. I, I don't, I'm not sure what you mean well um, it. we again I refer to this in the intro that you and I have had lots of 
great conversations as friends but also that you're almost my mindfulness guru but we because <laughs> I was I was um yeah going on to live national tv for the first time recently and you've you have having previously been on this morning ITV national tv again it's that whole thing of uh there's pressure on to be uh you know you're you're live you don't get second sort of second takes or anything like that and you want to do it justice you want to be able to kind of have real authentic conversations but there's this ego inside you that's trying to protect you at the same time and that can make you clam up and the opposite can happen you can end up not not doing it justice in the time and space but you coached me through that we had lots of conversations and you spoke about being you know ignoring that ego voice and focusing on obviously being present and having that real authenticity and um it's a hard skill to get right but you can work at it and that advice has been beneficial to me oh, i'm glad no it's, it's it's huge for me because i you know as you say our ego is desperate to keep you safe and your ego is going to go lawrence you're about to go live on tv don't screw this up you know don't be an idiot don't do this you know oh my god are you ready for this oh my god this is awful da, da, da. And, you know, our body hears our thoughts. If you're thinking, you're having this conversation, our body is suddenly going, Jesus Christ, something's happening here. Anxiety, you know, everything. As soon as you become anxious, you'll go into your shell or you'll stop becoming Lawrence authentically mm. and all this. And so you suddenly become a shell or shadow of who you are live on TV. Actually, if you can remove those thoughts and go, hey, have loads of conversations with loads of people all the time. Yeah. What should change? Mm. What the fact is on TV, I don't need to see those cameras. I don't need to consider it. I'm just going to have a chat with someone. Mm. The fact there's cameras there is, is whatever. It makes no difference. Because you were thrown quite a big curveball on national TV. Do you mind talking about that now? <laughs> no, not at all, happily. So that whole skill that you just mentioned would have massively come in handy. Because in, in your situation, from what you experienced, again, on live national TV, mm. it would have been easy to panic and to press that kind of ego shutdown button. Yeah. But you didn't. You took it all so well in your stride. I mean, what happened? <laughs> what happened on that fateful morning then? <laughs> I don't know if we had met at this point, but you probably saw it. And we were in the same, we were in the same WhatsApp group. We yeah. hadn't met at that point. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't met many of the guys. There's a big WhatsApp group full of athletes, the Active Man uh, group. And, and I hadn't met that many of them. And um, yeah, suddenly I was on TV thinking I was talking about my blog. And um, that they made it actually about my whole personal development journey, which, which started with my struggle around sex in, in that I, I struggled to orgasm. And um, so I thought I was going on to talk about my blog and then I, I turned up and we were watching live, waiting for sort of to be introduced onto the show and um, Eamon Holmes, who was presenting this morning at that time, said, uh, and today's show, we've got Joe Bloggs talking about fishing or whatever it was and then we've got Ben Bidwell, the man who can't orgasm. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what a shock. My, like, my sorry, mom, what? My I, mom. And then, <laughs> yeah. action. Uh, yeah, Ben, you're on. <laughs> I'm just remember first reaction right there and then was my mum and dad are watching this and my auntie and uncle are watching oh this they have no God. idea my mum actually knew I told my mum but yeah. my dad and I was just like oh my God. but then that's brutal to throw that on you and just to literally throw in front of the camera so I, yeah I, I had to coach myself at that point you know I had to be like look you know you're, this is happening you're going to do it so <laughs> oh it's happening walk, yeah. so just like forget all the stories forget all the conversation in your head just be present right here right now and what's going on in reality when we strip it all back is you're going to go and sit on a sofa upstairs with two people who are going to ask you about something that's true in yeah. your life so let's just have a chat about it authenticity authenticity and so you know I remember just walking in and really like literally coaching myself and walking out just going ignore the cameras just be present let's just go and have a conversation we're just going to have a nice chat on the sofa mm. really that and not looking or not trying to engage in anything else going on and then just 
sat down, said hello to Eamon and Ruth, and, and we just had a chat, and it was a bit awkward about what they wanted to talk about, but yeah. it wasn't at the same time, it was mm. just my truth, just share it. And talking about your truth, again, this you've, you've said this to me a number of times over the last year, and how automatically when you go into a situation with authenticity, with a view to just talking your truth, not trying to toe some sort of party line that you're creating in your head or some sort of persona you want to come across that isn't really you, um, it's a lot easier. The nerves get put to one side because you're like, I'm going to be myself, I'm going to be natural. You're not struggling to try and remember what you should be saying or how you should be representing yourself in your own mind. Um, you're able to act, yeah, with, um, with a calmer degree of clarity and authenticity, which is... The way it should be, right? Yeah, it is. Like uh, that. That's when you when you strip away the thoughts, when you remove like, and our thoughts generally, eighty percent of our thoughts are said to be negative by neuroscientists. So we we remove those thoughts, and we just rather than think, we feel. Mm. What do we? What's inside of you? What? Let that up. Like just let it come out, rather than process a load of thoughts that mm. you know aren't necessarily your truth. They're just your ego trying to keep you safe. Mm then it's a really liberating space to, to be in. It's just like right now in this podcast, you know, I, I'd never want to know what the questions are. I'd never want to pre-plan anything. I just want to sit here and, and have a conversation with you and what's inside of my heart and soul. I just let it, mm. what, what comes up? What's that got to say? Let's not pre-plan this. Let's not think about it. Let's not try and say what's right. Let's just let this mm. energy inside of me flow. And I think the really important part of this is if you keep that energy inside of you, if you let that come up, the real truth of what that energy is about is that it is kind and compassionate. Mm. It is like, that's what our heart and soul is. So we're never going to go too wrong because you're always going to come from that place. So mm. that's my, I always put trust in it and it will, you will, you will go wrong. You will say the wrong things, but you'll always mean it from a good place. And as long as you can elaborate on it and you can explain it and you can share from that space, mm. you'll always, you're never going to go wrong for me but you can be authentic and you let people connect with you deeper on that space. I love it, mate. I absolutely love it. I think, um, and life's just easier being authentic. Yeah. Flow. Yeah. You know, flow. It's not heavy. Wearing a mask or showing your thoughts. You're constantly thinking, churning. It's draining. It's heavy. You're never free. You're always trying to be what your thoughts are. It's hard. You're, when you come from your heart and soul, that's flow for me. You just, yeah. It just flows out. It's light. It's airy. It's freedom. It's liberation. Liberation, baby. And I think you're very good at it, by the way. Thank you, Ben. I, I, yeah, I um, have to say that um, it helps hanging out with you and having these conversations regularly. And, we, you know, we, it's, just, it's just lovely. We kind of find ourselves having a cup of tea, standing up in the kitchen when we see each other, whatever. You come up to visit me or I come up to visit you. And we have the most amazing conversations. And it's, it's not just um, a friendship and a companionship. It's also, like, I feel like personal growth as well. Mm. Everyone needs a Ben Bidwell in their life. <laughs> Go out and find one. Can you tell that to the to the girls? You know, or a girl. You one are, special girl. Are you, you say that to them? You are single, aren't you, right now? <laughs> I am single. I'm single. I'm I'm ready to mingle, I'll tell you that. Single <laughs> and ready to mingle. I am I feel very ready to meet the right person in my life. So well, can we is, I have no doubt Ben advertising platform? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to give out your <laughs> mobile number now or does that um but no but seriously uh ladies he is quite a catch <laughs> do slide into those dms by all means <laughs> thank you, um, thank you. that's ben. the only bit i need to make sure you got into this podcast yeah so uh so we've talked about the the various um uh, dimensions of masculinity yes now let's look forward and talk about masculinity 2.0 Come on. Come on. 
What is it? It is... I don't normally explain it this way, but it's, it's what comes to my heart and soul. But authentic. You know what? It's authentic, yeah. For me, masculine, masculinity 2.0 is actually a combination of the masculine and feminine energies. And I don't normally say that because I don't know many men who would want to embrace feminine energy. But the reality is, we, we touched on it earlier, feminine energy is based around kindness, love, empathy, um, compassion, all that kind of more sort of sympathetic, sort of softer, that more heartfelt energy. So really what we're saying is women tend to be more heartfelt and men tend to be a bit more ego-driven. And actually, you know, our ego is great and it, it plays a role in, 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 in many positives in our life, fundamentally keeping us safe. But actually, a safe life can leave us feeling quite uninspired. You know, we need to be more than just safe. Mm-hmm. So where I'm coming from is to say, to really come alive, to really feel like you're on track and on purpose in your life and to, to, to feel like you're not missing parts, we do need to embrace some of that feminine energy that is inside all of us, but men have been taught to bury or to avoid or to not embrace because it's not traditionally masculine. But all the time, we are that very stereotypical masculine energy and we're not feminine energy. It will feel, like I said before, like, like there's something missing. or there's something mm. missing. And I think men can, can, can associate with that. Now, what I would say is that I think a lot of men put that, perhaps that feeling, that slight emptiness or stuck or whatever it is, down to feeling ambitious and they just need more in life. They need yeah. to get the promotion or the better car or the bigger house and I'll be happy when, all that stuff. And that's why I'm feeling slightly empty or something missing. The reality is it's not that. It really isn't. Yeah, those things are, are nice and I'm not saying avoid them, but they'll never fulfill you totally, completely inside. They'll mm. just, they're just tick boxes and, and they're nice to have. But if we really want to feel fulfilled on the inside, men... We've got to tap into that feminine energy. We've got to learn how to love. We've got to learn how to connect deeply and be kind, be empathetic to other human beings. Mm. I guess one really simple way of explaining that is that, you know, sometimes you do like a, no one's watching you, you're, you're on your own, um, but it's not on Instagram or anything else, but you might help someone up the stairs carrying a bag or you might help an elderly person across the road. Or you might do something just nice in that moment. You just feel, oh, I just, they look like they need help and I wanted to help them. No one's watching, but when you walk away from that moment, you have got a little spring in your step. There's a little bit like, oh, I feel quite good about myself for that. And it hasn't, I haven't got bought anything on you currently, but I just feel inside of me mm. a little bit better about myself. And that fundamentally is what I'm trying to say. It's scratching that itch. Men, let's carry on being men. Let's embrace that masculine energy. Let's keep being strong and tough or the leader or whatever it is that, that makes you feel manly but not at the expense of your emotions and, and being kind and compassionate and loving because we need the two of them. And for too long, we've been stuck just in the masculine mm. and we need to start finding a better balance between the two. So am I able to still rip my shirt off, grow a beard, go up to the woods and chop down trees and still exist in the masculinity 2.0 space? Yeah, because as long as you're, you're doing that not exclusively outside of emotions and outside of being kind and, mm. and loving people and connecting deeply and being vulnerable enough to, to, to speak your truth mm. and to share honestly and openly and letting people see you. And am I still able to go down the pub, drink 10 pints of lager and punch someone in the face and maintain my masculinity, well, masculine 2.0? I mean, that's the, like, I would say that, you know, anger too like far, that... Too far? Possibly too far. Okay, yeah. You know, that's... that's there's, like... I think that's um, that's pushing it. Okay, so yeah. I've just got to make another. So, chopping down trees, topless, fine. I'll put it next to that. Yeah, tech, go for it. Punching someone <laughs> in the face whilst drunk is a no. 
It's a no. Okay. It's a no. Let me just... Okay. Well, look, I mean, I can't categorically say no, you know, but self-defence or sometimes, you know, you've got to do these things if your friend's being attacked or whatever. Sometimes it, I guess it could come from a place, you know, of, of yes. kindness, I guess. But but not because I've bottled up all my emotions Yeah. and I've, and I've got drunk yeah. and I needed to take it out on someone. No, not good. Okay. Yeah, better to have a, a conversation about that or... Okay. You know, go for a run or express it in the gym or creatively play an instrument okay, or something cool. like that. Well, again, thank you, Ben. This is, again, another good reason why I need you in my life to help guide me in the right direction. Have you been punching people in the face in the pub recently, Lawrence? Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have you down as a person. You're more of a lover than a hater. Absolutely, 100%. And this is why, to be honest, I feel like I can have these conversations about masculinity 2.0 because I'm, I'm quite lucky. It's not... I don't... Uh, this is not me saying I've got it all figured out, but I've always none felt like have. I've been. Well, I've always no, none of us have, and mm. and I've, I've always been very much in touch with what you describe as those feminine energies. I've been quite happy with that, mm. and I feel like I have. You know, I've been the rugby player, and I've had the grit, and I've stood up for my mates, and I've and I've you know got my elbow, rolled up my sleeves, and got my hands dirty, and the rest of it. But I feel like I've also, on the flip side, um, really enjoyed the more sensitive, compassionate pursuits in life and gentle mm. things, and you know I'm. I feel like um, I feel like I can talk openly about it quite comfortably, whereas I know not ev- not every bloke can. Mm. Um, which hopefully again this this podcast and this episode will be a space for people to feel like they can if they feel they need to, or um, you know, to start dropping the barriers of traditional toxic, dare I say, it, masculinity, and to start to open up that more emotional side. It's a good place to be in. I think that's why we've connected like we have because I. I you know, there's nothing more than I love in a man is you know representing that masculine energy, but alongside it having the capabilities to be open, sensitive, mm. kind, you know, and it's a unique balance. And mm. you you know I think you display it incredibly well. It's amazing. Oh, thank you, know? you Ben. That's very kind. No, no, I mean it. Oh, I'm very embarrassed. No. <laughs> um, it's funny actually. You started talking when I asked you about masculinity 2.0 you started talking about fulfillment mm. um, fulfillment of the individual who is um who's practicing that form of masculinity if i can say it that way um and i've actually you know again in the in the notes here the next question that i wanted to ask you was actually you know i wanted to say can we talk about human emotion and i wanted to ask you what's more important to you the pursuit of happiness or the pursuit of fulfillment because I know you see them as slightly different things. I see them as almost not entirely different things, but I see them very different. Yeah, yeah. which I, yeah, <clears throat> so that's interesting. Yeah, like happiness for me is an emotion that's very, very fleeting. You know, I could be happy one minute, but I could get a call at any second that could completely change my happiness. Um, happiness is going to come and go very quickly, but I think we live in a society that tells us we should be happy at all times you know that's what we want positive energy no one likes a debbie downer you know always be happy oh what a debbie downer oh never heard that before have you not no anyway. uh, debbie downer there's a sorry for any debbies out there um i was gonna say this is very unfair on debbies <laughs> it is unfair on debbies it's not meant to we do have a few debbies who listen to this podcast I i'm know. sorry debbie you're not you're not a debbie downer you're just it's just the expression it's just because it begins with the same letter yeah we could call it a donna downer no, we should go with di- a different, a different letter, like sure. a Peter Downer. Okay, Peter Downer. Does, does it float? Yeah. Lawrence Downer. 
Lawrence Downer. Mm. Let's go for Lawrence Downer. Okay. Well, whatever, however we're going to say it, it's like society doesn't necessarily reward those people, right? And we try and avoid it. And that's, I think, the, the challenge we have. No one wants to say, when you ask, how are you? No one likes, not likes it, but society isn't used to it. If you go, yeah, I'm not great today, thanks. Yeah. They're like, oh, what? you know, I didn't ask you actually how you are. I, you know, just, just say great, thanks, and we can crack on. You know? Yeah, smile, say I'm great, yeah. move on. Yeah. And that's, and I think, so society teaches us we need to be happy, happy, happy. And to do that, I think we go around searching for a lot of instant gratification, so things that make us happy in, in that moment, um, which is fine, except when we do it at the expense of, of our, in, in my sort of language, you know, our deeper values, things that matter really deeply for us. And I think sometimes we chase things that make us happy in a moment, but don't fulfill us deeply. Um, I live, try to live by the philosophy these days of, of saying don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. And I think we do that a lot. Um, so, you know, I know at my root that I want to be kind, I want to be compassionate, and at times my ego kicks in and I'll be a bit of a dick and I'll say the wrong things to people. And it's just about being able to recognise that. And, and yeah, maybe that being a bit of a dick sort of gave me a little boost. I felt a bit better about myself. I felt like a bit more of a lad or whatever in that moment. Mm. But it didn't make me feel proud of myself. Deep down, mm. it wasn't in line with my values and what really matters to me, who really matters. And, and I know it's not, you know, getting the quick wins, you know. Getting drunk for me used to be my form of happiness every weekend. That was what I'd look forward to. I'd just get through the week and then I'd be happy the weekend because I'd get drunk. Mm. And then come Monday, it'd be empty and kind of uninspired. What I'm looking to do is fill myself up on the inside, first and foremost, and be proud of who I am, just have a warm feeling about who I am and how I'm showing up in life, first and foremost. Mm. And then have happy moments. Yeah, sure. But don't be reliant on the happy moments and not feel good on the inside to start with. Mm. So do what matters most to me and I'll feel good on the inside. Yeah. And then have those fleeting moments of happiness and sadness. They're going to happen. Um, you know? So, I mean, potentially then society's potentially looking in the wrong place with regards their emotional goals. This is a very broad statement, but if we all have emotional goals and states of beings that we want to achieve, then potentially we could all be heading down the wrong rabbit hole. I think we are led down the wrong rabbit hole, totally. But this is the capitalist world. It wants us to spend. It doesn't want us to feel happy in, inside because if we are, we don't really need to go consuming. You've already got everything you need on the, in, on the inside. Whereas if we're unhappy, and we're constantly buying it's it's that's the capitalist world hmm. and if we're not happy then we'll go searching we'll go for experiences we'll go for buying things we'll go to events we'll, anything that makes me feel happy you know so in order to avoid this trap yeah. we have to start thinking differently in order to act differently in order to feel differently oh yeah totally that's one way i would definitely say first and foremost um using tools like meditation allows you to connect deeper with your personal values so who you really want to be on the inside I don't think most people really know what their deepest values are what really matters most to you who do you really want to be when you work that out then it's you, the best of Stallone yeah well if that is but I would say that in Rambo your, 3 your ego is telling you you want to do that because you want to tick a lot of boxes I think it looks really cool yeah exactly and it yeah. ticks boxes right and I, and I was there through for 30 years of my life thinking what you in the Rambo 3 movie <laughs> no I was there with you thinking the same oh, gotcha. I want to be him I understood he looks pretty cool he'll get loads of girls loads of money and tick 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 but actually in my heart does that really inspire me deep down mm. what I want, really want to be is, is like a, is a loving husband who's got a beautiful family an amazing wife and, and um, yeah uh, who's kind to people, who helps, who makes a positive impact, who lives a life with purpose, 
and um, creativity, who's able to freely express myself, to show up without fear and judgment. That's who I want to be, like a deep level. Mm. And none of those things require me to go out and buy things, not for the right yeah. people, you know? Not, you know yeah. some, the right person will see my heart, and, and that's, that's what I'm trying to be. Those things matter most to me. So, um, so bearing in mind that thoughts or thinking is, you know, are, it's a habit. We have, we have thought habits. Does that make sense? We have thoughts. Thoughts, but habitually often have the same yes. um, thinking process or thought processes, rather. Yeah, I think they say something like 90% of our thoughts are regurgitated. Regurgitated. So, I mean, how does one... I mean, you mentioned meditation just then, but how might one start to begin to alter their thought process? Well, there's a few ways. First and foremost is being aware of your thoughts and being able to catch them and let them go if they're not serving you. So if you are having negative thoughts and you are saying, I can't do this, I can't do this, Ben, you're not good enough, you're really not good enough. It's just hearing that thought and saying, that thought is not making, is not helping me. It's, it's serving negative energy into my body. I'm only going to sh- t- show up and do a worse job as a result. So actually I'm not going to think that. I'm just going to give myself a chance and I'm just going to go... Ben, just go and give it a crack. Like this is yeah. an exciting opportunity. What might happen? Like th- this could be a really, this could be a life changer for you. Feed yourself with that energy inside of you. Mm. So it's just catching your thoughts initially and trying to give yourself thoughts that serve you in a positive way. Mm. And then the second way for me is getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that then counter. It almost provides you with a new voice that counters the negative ones. So I often use an example of when I spoke in a prison. I knew that I didn't, there was a big part of me, my ego did not want to go and speak in the prison. And then there was, are you laughing at me? Because I always get the prison now. No, mate, I'm just smiling because it, I know you too well for this interview because I wrote down all these questions. Have I because I, No, it's perfect because I wanted to, you know, have a certain flow. And every question I've asked you, you've naturally led on to the I next really question. Every single one, which means I have to reorder the, <laughs> the kind of words that I've written down from questions to continue. But it's just, it just goes to show how much we have these kind of conversations. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. No. So, um, yeah, uh, that, that, can I finish that really quickly? So I want you to, yes. Yeah, yeah that, so that's so if you do things out of your comfort zone. So, for me going into that prison, I didn't want to go, it was hard, it was much easier for me to stay on the sofa, you know, just say no. Um, when I did it, I was when I walked out of that prison, I was liberated, I was free. I was like, put me in front of anyone, I'll talk wherever now. I'm not scared of this, you know. I, I just survived. The prisoners went for me, they asked me challenging questions, you know, it was hard, but I survived, and actually, the reaction was amazing. And I did a, you know, it grates me to say it, or it's hard to say it, but I did a good job, you know, I did a really good job, and I feel proud of myself. So next time, you know, where do you want me to talk? Bring it on. Like, and, and when I, next time I go to do a talk, there's a voice going, Ben, you're not good enough, you can't do this. Naturally, because that's what my ego will do. There's another voice that comes in, that from a sort of slightly deeper place goes, mm, actually, you're talking, you're talking shit here. Mm. you spoke in that prison that was pretty hard and it's not going to be as challenging that and you survived and actually the reaction was great so don't not really sure what that voice is talking about and you kind of counter out and you, and you start to have different thoughts yeah. and the, that is what for me getting out of your comfort zone and why it's growing is all about it's growth you're, you're creating a new voice that, that speaks to you in a new way that tells you actually you mm. can do things that you originally would say to yourself you couldn't seek out that personal growth yeah. by putting yourself out of your comfort zone not staying in that safe place where your ego wants you to be that's why they, that's why they say what's the thing that scares you do that yeah when yeah. it scares you you conquer it yeah you know you can you start to build another voice that says actually i can mm. it's funny because again the next comment that i had you know written down here is it's, it takes a leap of faith to start actioning out 
this new behaviour, doesn't it? Dare I say it, it requires embracing in uh, vulnerability. Yes. And that's, that's exactly what you've been talking about there, Ben. This is, we are in each other's minds. It is vulnerability. Um, and, you've all, and then, you know, my next question here is, can you give examples of where you have actively... I just want to show you my, my bracelet. Actually, actually, you can, yeah. yeah. I've got a bracelet on that says, actually, you can, because every time my ego comes yeah. in and says, you can't, I, I look at that and it says, it reminds me, my heart says... When are you going to start getting tattoos? Cause, Soon. Yeah, you need to start having all this, you need to get tattoo. you need to get inked up, man. I'm going to get, I do, I like, I, I, do you know what, I was, for the first 30 years of my life, I was like, tattoos, not for me, absolutely no interest. And now I've got a real craving, a real desire to really express myself on my body. Mm. and um, it just feels very right and the only thing that's holding me back is my mum because she won't really like it at all you can get them tattooed get your bottom tattooed and she'll never know <laughs> well, that's true <laughs> but then yeah it's true yeah um, no I, I wanted to ask if you can give examples of where you have actively embraced your vulnerability in order to feed your soul and to seek out that uh, personal growth and so on and you've just talked about the uh, the prison experience that you had. Mm. Um, one of the early conversations we had um, on that rooftop at the at that event overlooking London, I told you that I actively seeked out this audition for this West End choir. And it was the most nerve-wracking thing I did. I stood in a room with professional actors and so on and had to stand up and sing for the piano, you know, with, along with the piano and uh, and then had to kind of like, and yeah, I got I got a place in the choir and I actually was in the choir for a number of months before I had to leave it. Um, but um, it felt amazing, it felt absolutely amazing. And I know that recently you've you've taken on board singing lessons in the same sort of vein. Yeah. So I mean, can you, can you give us, yeah, examples of where you've actively embraced this vulnerability? Yeah, totally. I mean, there's so many examples that I've had, to be honest, in the last year that I almost need to sort of scale them back, I think, because it's not healthy to permanently live in a state of, I think, you know, there's a balance, there's growth, but you don't want to feel in a state of anxiety because you're constantly challenging yourself beyond what, what you can handle. Yeah. But I've had a lot of things, and actually I just want to say, before I say that, before we go into that, you know, you, you are so, one of the things I love about you is, you know, we, t- we had some photos done today from with Paul Nelson, who's incredible, which was just a really fun experience. And um, uh, you're so good at being vulnerable in front of the camera in that you go, you so often you go, okay, I'm just going to try these, I'm just going to try and do this, hold on, let's just do this. Sometimes people are like, Lawrence, what was that? What the hell are you doing? That was like, that was crazy. You know, or laughing at you or I'm taking the piss out of you or whatever. But some of the time it's like, that was actually really cool. That was awesome. I didn't think it would come out like that. But You've that's got really to good. try things, haven't You've you? You've got to try it and sometimes you fail and it doesn't work. But unless you, you never get those amazing shots that you get because you try these weird things unless you're vulnerable enough to try it. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes oh, it comes yeah. up. It's amazing. Well, mate, that's what we've got to fail sometimes. Mate, and I've failed plenty of times. Again, yeah, like um, uh, exactly. sort of fell into the, the modelling thing and then at the start felt awkward as because I came from a completely different macho sporting environment. Yeah. Where you'd never kind of, you know, you like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, racking out my comfort zone for a long time. And then I've been, now I feel very naturally with it. As you say, you, you slowly stamp out that kind of ego holding you back. And then with the experience comes um, the belief that actually you can do it and you're doing it all the time. And then before you know it, it's, it's something you feel completely relaxed about, which is where I am now, which is, which is great. Yeah, it's amazing. That, that for me is freedom, self-expression, is trying, being able like not being held back and scared of judgment or opinions. Yeah. You're just going to give it a go anyway. 
Yeah. For me, that's what I, I, that's what I try and do. It's hard. I'm still not great at it, and particularly in front of the camera, I'm not vulnerable in front of the camera. I would just hold the sun like a statue. You know, I stay there and just try and hold and hope one of the ten thousand shots is is a good one of one miracle angle. <laughs> but you nailed it today. You got some beautiful shots. But yeah, um, that, that wasn't me. That was Paul. <laughs> but the, but the the singing lessons are a part of oh, your sorry. way of breaking down. Um, you know, because you you want to be able to express uh, self express in those kind of situations creatively. Yeah. So. I think society leads us to a place where we only do things that we're good at and um, that's not healthy for a heart and soul in my language. A heart and soul wants to show up unconditionally without fear of judgement or failure, it just wants to give it a crack. But we're like, somebody else will say, no, I'm not going to try that because I'm no good. Now, I am a terrible singer, I'm, you know, I'll, I think I could probably go 0 out of 10, I don't think there's any, any you know, I'm as bad as it comes really. 0.5. 0.5, well I've got to 0.5 now, <laughs> I've progressed. <laughs> But I was a naught out of ten, and I just, you know, it was awful. And I posted it on my Instagram, and um, I wasn't intending to, but I wanted to video the before and after. I was hoping to make progress. This is what I used to be like, and actually, yeah. I wanted to do this. And yes, I'm terrible, but I've got better. But actually, I was like, <clears throat> I want to share this right now because for me, this this is vulnerability again. This is I want to sing. I want to learn to sing. It, like it's there's something inside of me that it's like a wonderful expression of I don't know some creativity inside of me. Mm. And yes, I'm rubbish at it, but I don't want to let that stop me because life's about showing up and giving things a crack. It's not about the results. It's not about what, what you get. It's about who you become and trying and expressing yourself. So yeah, I, it was amazing. I posted that video and I was kind of thinking, you know, no one, this is a terrible video of me awfully singing. <laughs> and uh, and just the, the reaction I got was just so many people saying it's just really lovely to see someone trying and not you know necessarily mm. posting the best bits, but just actually showing up and giving it a crack we kind of thought it'd be quite nice to start a feature on instagram where instagram where everyone's kind of posing look at me being great at this or living my best life what if we started a movement of people posting videos or photos of them doing something out of their comfort zone which they weren't necessarily good at but that's not the point the point was they were uh, practicing um vulnerability you know yeah. would people give it a crack yeah showing up well maybe we should start to Love do more that. things like that you know totally yeah um, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's a lovely idea. I'd love to do it. Um, yes. they, they say that um, just on the, the theme of singing, I think I read recently in an article that singing in a choir has this, they, you know, they obviously link it in a certain way, but they say that has the same health benefits as a, as a kind of workout, as a fitness training session because mm -hmm. of the you know, various endorphins that you get from it and that collective togetherness and that kind of tribal belonging. Yeah as well as that artistic creative expression from I suppose your soul doing something it's been it's, it craves but isn't allowed to do on a day-to-day -day basis in our society yeah. yeah it's amazing I've got a friend as well as you who, who does choir singing and he's like he's one of the boys you know he used to play rugby at a real good level and stuff and you know it's one of the things that people could take the piss out before I'm like I think it's epic you do that yeah I think it's amazing and you know fair play to you it's brilliant do more stuff like that Oh, well, Ben, um, I can't actually believe it's... We've been talking for 50 minutes or so. Sorry. No, no, no. I always say 30, 40 minutes would be good. Um, but we we just we just love chatting, don't we? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to ask you one more question, mm. if that's okay. Of course. Um, and I'm always conscious. I love having these kind of free-flowing conversations about our experiences, but I also want listeners when it comes to an expert like you as well, and someone I value the opin opinion of so much that you almost have something to go away with that they can action out, which, are, which um, I do think you've given so much of that. But just to finish off, I, 
I wanted to ask you that if you were to create a toolkit to live a more fulfilling life involving three to five actionable points, this is a tough question, what would it be? Because I think you've probably kind of already yeah. answered a lot, you know, like join a choir, <laughs> yeah. practice vulnerability, yeah. you know, meditation. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'll expect, I won't go on for a long at all, but I'll expand a little bit on that. So meditation... So we'll just get to know your, your real self, get, get out of your head, out of your thoughts and learn to, to, be, to, to feel more. What, what are your feelings? What's the, what is your like, moral compass inside of you, your eternal GPS? That thing that's not necessarily rational, but um, isn't necessarily shouting loud in your head, but it just feels something inside of you. Learn to connect with that and what, what values does that come up with? Um, and then try and align your behaviour with it. Um, yeah, be vulnerability, strip away your masks, sh- like share your truth, be honest with people. Let them see you, even if it's not presenting your best picture. You know, if it's not you being the ultimate lad, or it's not you being the ultimate girl, it's 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 just your real, and you own it. And that's who I am. And yeah, I'm not perfect. None of us are meant to be perfect. None of us are perfect. Um, so that as well. And then what other one would sum it up? The last thing that I really think is so important, and this kind of goes a little bit with the vulnerability, but is to say, I love the quote that says, "Your wound is probably not your fault." but your healing is definitely your responsibility. So I guess following on from the none of us are perfect, it's, it's like that, you know, I was an insecure teenager. I was the young, because when I understand now, I was the youngest of three boys, and when I sat around the dinner table at home as a young boy, five-year-old, six-year-old boy, you know, I felt like my voice didn't matter because my older brothers were more important. They were doing cooler stuff, and I just, that was what I built. So by the time I was a teenager, that, that impression was fairly ingrained. Was that my fault? Did I do anything wrong? No, that was my wound though. You know, that was what led me towards toxic behaviour and try and get validation. Not my fault, but what is my responsibility is to learn that, learn about myself, learn about why I am, how I am, and then to try and go through the process of changing myself. And we're all capable of that. I think we've all got work to do. It really bothers me when people go, I haven't, I haven't got any challenges. I don't want to go digging into my difficulties. It's like, so you don't want to become a slightly better version of yourself. Mm. You know, it's, we can all grow. That journey never ends. Like growth for me is beautiful. Yeah. It's inspiring and it's great for a heart and soul. And who doesn't want to be a better version of themselves? Oh, I completely agree. Beautiful words, extremely elegantly put as always. Uh, there, Ben, and it's uh, having been you know embarking on a journey of trying to be better, trying to improve. Um, I can say it's an exciting journey to go on as well. It is. It is. It makes our heart come alive. Yeah, it does. And heart and and uh, getting these kind of deeper senses of fulfillment about life and who you are and how you interact with others um it's amazing you can you can end uh, a so-called neutral day which you know you haven't taken huge uh, strides professionally haven't bought much materially uh, materialistically um, but you've interacted with the people who you've come into contact with on a, in a, on a beautiful level and you know you've you've observed the world around you and you can you can finish the day feeling extremely fulfilled and happy um, without the need for all the big fireworks and uh, explosions, because it's mm. all a ruse, isn't it, Ben? A ruse. A ruse. What's that mean? I don't know. Did you make that? It ruse. You know, it's like um, you know, it's basically it comes alive. You know, a ruse. It's like taking. It's like a a mirage. Ooh. It's a, it fooling you to think oh, that the oasis wow. where you can quench your thirst is there as you leave the desert but actually you'll never quench that thirst (laughs) 
Oh god, we were doing so well. We? <laughs> we were doing so well. It's great. I think those, you know, I want to get. I love trying to get those little Lawrence moments. <laughs> well, brilliant. we've got a Ben moment to finish off. As oh, you know, every podcast episode that I do, I like to. Well, I like to message my guests the night before and ask them what the favorite, what their favorite song is of their current chapter right here, right now. Not. Overall, because I know Bon Jovi always is oh, your favourite song of all I time. Love that song. It's honestly That's a classic, isn't it? It is absolutely brilliant. I just wish that it wasn't sung in such a high key because I can't I can't replicate it in the shower. But you've given me another song which you introduced me to because I hadn't heard this song before. Um it's a song called Enclosed by You. Yeah. And it's by Josh White and Josh. Garels, Garels. Don't even know. Yeah, well, Spotify you, you sent me the link and I listened to it a number of times and I enjoyed it so much mm. that the I kept spilling over into the other songs and listening to all those. I think they're lovely, really mm, lovely. They are, aren't they? But um, what you know, what I did is made a note of the lyrics. So whether this is obvious to you and you really look at these lyrics or whether it's subliminal, I don't know. But I just wanted to run through them with you now. Um, hear your thoughts on why this resonates with you so much. Mm. Will you stay with me when I forget you're there? Will you still love me when my love lingers elsewhere? I hear you softly speaking secrets that enclose, words that softly linger with sweet repose. I will never leave you, leave you waiting round. I'm the one who's been waiting for you to turn around, for you to turn around. How can I contain you when you contain everything? The house of my soul is far too small still I will sing. I hear you softly speaking secrets that enclose, words that softly linger with sweet repose. Beautiful. It's, it's, it? it's like a poem that stands for, in my mind, a lot of the things that you've just discussed, but obviously it's being put alongside lovely melodic music as well. Music, that word was. Um, so I can see why this is resonating with you. I mean, where do you stand on this? I just think it's bloody lovely, isn't it? I love the tune and, and the lyrics just are just beautiful. And I just, yeah, the, the title Enclosed by You, I just, it's just, yeah, I just, like, it's the type of song that if I put it on kind of background and I like, didn't really listen to it, I wouldn't get much out of it. When I put it on in my own space and I really listen to it and I let it kind of consume me, I'm like, oh my God, this song just... Just, I just I mm. absolutely love it. I, I, like when you were saying that to me, I just was like, I need to hear it. I really want to hear it. Like, yeah. I, can hear, I know how that bit goes when you, you know, it's like, oh. So yeah, I just, like, I just, I don't know where that song came from. Spotify gave it to me, as I say, but it just. So you just discovered that from the discovery like, page? Yeah, like, it just through, popped up. I think I was listening to some songs and I, and yeah. like, like the other, other ones that says they're similar or whatever. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is just, that, that song really impacts me. It's, really it's gorgeous and I've got a feeling now that you've shared it with me and I've only started listening to it today I'm going to start listening to it more and more and I'm going to be having Josh White and Josh Gorell's on my playlist a lot more could, could, could that be our song? that could be our song mate <sighs> that, that, could, big, that could be our song <laughs> uh, well thank you so much for bringing that song to my attention Enclosed by You by Josh White and Josh Gorell's and thank you so much for Again, I feel like I'm saying this to a lot of my guests at the moment, but I've been a bit cheeky and got all my friends on. But thank you for being a good friend, as well as providing me and the listeners with a wonderful, a wonderfully soulful episode 
on Walk with Lawrence today, Ben Bidwell. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure, Lawrence, and, and um, it's my pleasure to have you as, as a friend, a very good friend, very very good friend. So it's um pleasure to sit here with you and to have you in my life, to have these conversations, and um yeah, I'm just grateful to have you. Gosh, I'm embarrassed now. It's almost a bit awkward, isn't it? Walks. Shall I press stop before? Problem. Before yeah. Start crying. I'm just gonna press stop. Stop. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Pressing it now. You go. You go. Okay. Okay, this is the outro. The podcast is now finished, but don't hang up the phone yet. I mean, turn off the phone. I mean, turn off the podcast because I have one more favour to ask you. If you liked the podcast, which presumably, if you got this far, you did, I did something right, please subscribe. Please leave a review. And most importantly, please tell all of your friends because it's just going to be so embarrassing if no one listens to this. I need you on my side to push this out into the world wide web. Please, please help. Please tell everybody, please. And thank you so much. Write a review. Have you done it yet? Have you written that review? See you next time. Bye. Have you written the review yet?